Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. Ew. And oh, who's this? There's another person here. Welcome <laughs> everyone from Attack oh, of the Franchise. Oh, they can see you. Oh god, I should have worn makeup. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Andrew from Attack of the Franchise. It's a not as famous podcast as this one, but... <laughs> Famous, right. much too kind <laughs> to us. Is that the first time that anyone's ever called our show famous, Tim? Um, pretty much outside of. I mean, I, I could guess... probably grab a rock and throw and hit somebody more famous. Than yeah. Show, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome. So part of uh, the special October season here, uh, did a couple of collaborations, and we're did our first one here today with Andrew from Attack of the Franchise, which is a a young podcast. I think you're on like like episode ten or something like that. Give or take. Well, yeah. as of this recording, uh, then thirteen comes out tomorrow. As of this recording, uh, oh, we're in the middle nice. of doing Scream, so uh, the Scream franchise. So this is very oh, appropriate. It just so happens that we have done mm -hmm. that franchise uh, already mm -hmm. on the show. It's a very repetitive franchise. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm curious. Since, since since you've done some, since you're working through something that is relevant and we've done it before. Um, What's the worst Scream movie? Oh, three. <gasps> yes, Easily. three. Okay, yes. all right, okay. I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's the funniest, but it's not, like, <laughs> the, it's the lamest kills and, like, no gore. And, you mm -hmm. know, I'm a big slasher fan, so I, I need some gore. I'm not going to lie. If you had said Scream 3 was, like, your favorite, I might have just booted you off the call and ended this <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, the Scream 3, not so good. But, uh, yeah, so... So, uh, for, yeah. for our listeners at home, can you explain what a franchise is? <laughs> oh, well, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that before the show. Um, I think we just, you know, like a movie franchise, it's not like when you... It's like Lego's a franchise, but we're not going to talk about Legos. McDonald's, uh, for example. Yeah, we review the Big Macs. Uh, <laughs> Big Macs. Um, yeah, we just... It talks about movie franchises... Uh, we did the Batman series, and like basically the idea was to do these kind of long-running franchises that have like how they evolve over time with like how cinema changes and culture mm. changes and different filmmakers, different actors, all that jazz, really, mm. which I thought would be interesting, and hopefully people will listen to it. Yeah, and it's not it's not just you, right? You've got a co-host or two. Yeah, I got uh, my friends Yvonne and Lauren. Uh, wow, imagine doing a podcast with friends. What would that be like? <laughs> I don't know. It seems so rare to have friends. I'm only I'm used to uh uh just talking to someone I'm just uh Mortal strangely enemies. embittered by. I thought you were gonna say we were more like brothers, Tim. That's what I thought you were going with that, but okay. <laughs> Same thing. Maybe uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm freaking, uh, I'm, I'm like Thor, and this guy's freaking Loki, my brothers. <laughs> Very topical reference, Tom. Do I, gotta, I gotta turn around and we're gonna stab each other when I'm not? Yeah, yeah no, that's so, cool. I have a question. Pete, shut up. Uh, so. Shut up. I know it's your show. But shut up. <laughs> that's just terrible. All of a sudden, someone I'm else sorry, is here in Tim. Guess. Tim, Tim wants to throw his weight around all of a sudden. <laughs> oh my god, he's big leaguing. So, <laughs> this is, uh, so uh, this point is going to be relevant uh, okay. in a few seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just curious then uh, what 
your relationship to horror is and um if you know if you want to speak you know maybe a, a little bit like the other co-hosts on the show how they feel about it but uh because I, I do feel like horror is a you know very franchise heavy uh genre oh, yeah. you know certainly because oh, yeah. horror is like the most easily like marketable stuff to do and like you know how sam raimi when he was starting mm-hmm. out he was like what what sells horror movies sell and i want to be yeah. a director so i'm gonna make a cheap horror movie turns out to be one of the greatest ever but that's yeah you know that's how you basically broke into hollywood basically just you know you gather your friends you go in the woods get a couple <laughs> thousand and you make a cheap old horror movie uh yeah. but i love horror uh my mom was big into horror so i watched you know all the big ones michael myers um who will never ever i'll never mention again on this episode. <laughs> uh yeah uh, that was pretty much my horror cable um and my parents showed me very inappropriate movies that they let me rent from blockbuster Nice. This is an old-fashioned sentence. Uh, yeah, it's very upsetting. Uh, like, I, like I'm an old-ass man, uh, not as old as Pete, but uh, I am pretty <laughs> hold old. On, hold on, then... For the record, here, Tim is like four <laughs> years older than me. I just want to point that out right now. I, I don't look like it though. It looks like you would think it would be reverse, right? Am I your That's youngest a, guest? I'm a I'm a '90s boy. And uh, uh, I, Con- Connor, who does the TV uh, stuff with me, he's like, uh, what's he now? He's like 26, 27. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. I am 26, going to turn uh, 27. Yeah, so. so you're about the same age as wow. Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize Connor was that young. Oh, who cares, though? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, what's, what's funny about that, though, is that it's like, uh, yeah, it, it's so strange that like video stores are kind of like a, a thing of the past now, because that was such a big part of my childhood was going to, you know, our uh, family video, which eventually became a blockbuster, and... Uh, I, I feel like, especially for horror, just perusing that aisle was so intoxicating as a kid, because um, like you know the boxes are so uh, you know evocative and. I mean, like, it was the the counterpoint to the phrase "Don't judge a book by the cover." Yeah, like, yeah no, you, grab, really. you grab it by the, you grab the VHS by the cover. Yeah, although that did lead uh, to some uh, you know some some of the uh, how do I put it less reputable companies might make a really mm-hmm. nice cover but then you get like some sure. cheap trash I mean, yeah that, you could yeah i mean i love going looking at old horror movie posters or 50s b movie posters and they like uh, the works of art but then the movies are just mm-hmm. shit <laughs> <laughs> There's three people in a room talking for 90 minutes and that's the whole movie yeah like, and then a, a cheap rubber monster shows up for a few yeah seconds. yeah there's a charm to but, it but yeah yeah I, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know, like a, an attention span thing, but I just, you know, I, I don't get that same kind of feeling, you know, if I'm browsing like Netflix or something or whatever streaming device, if you're looking at like the horror section and, you know, cause it's essentially the same thing, you know, just scrolling through movie boxes and stuff, but it's just, phrase, I don't know. It's just different. There's some phrase for it. Like, um, like if you have too much choice, like you won't make a choice. Like there's some science of basis to that. Yeah. Like you're, you're like overcome with too many options, so uh, you're more hesitant to pick something. And part of it as well is the art of like, as stupid as it sounds, actually having to go to a store and then the the feeling of like, like victory because you pick something you think might be good and then taking it back mm-hmm. home. The actual trip to go and do that makes it like even even just like when you have to buy physical albums, right? And some people still do if they collect vinyl, mm-hmm. but most people don't. You, know, you you go to the store, you buy the album, and because you spent money on it, you would listen to it a lot, and you would appreciate it as an album. Whereas, you know, nowadays you got a streaming service with all every track ever almost. You just you know skip, skip, skip. I'm oh. still a I'm still a big physical media person in regards to movies. I have a whole shelf of movies over in that corner mm-hmm. over there. 
uh, yeah, I'd still prefer to buy a movie than watch it on streaming if I have the movie. You know, it's not direct Netflix. Me, uh, yeah, uh, I am as well. And then it ends up being kind of a pain on this podcast because, uh, like, when a really good movie is coming out, like a lot of times, you know, you, you want to do it and, and be timely. But then I always like to wait uh, to get it, you know, when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever. And then mm-hmm. uh, it, it just really bugs me that the VOD service is always like available first like a month or whatever before and that's uh it's like you just i don't know it just feels like you're being punished <laughs> for being a physical collector yeah yeah I, the quality isn't nearly as good as like a 4k blu-ray or anything yeah yeah or even a regular blu-ray yeah yeah i've given up the fight though i've given up the fight on the physical you front in. well i mean to be I, I did like i only gave up because i found a mm-hmm. quality that was good enough which is like 4k on apple is actually really good mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. like much better than a standard blu-ray which is i can't see for most like i would say 4k on like amazon is worse than a regular blu-ray <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> right whereas 4k on apple is actually really good by and large so i, I have sort of settled there as my kind of like destination for just buying stuff especially since they go on sale for like four dollars <laughs> and it's like you know, okay I, mm-hmm. I will succumb to laziness like if i'm scrolling hbo max or whatever and oh, I yeah. see beetlejuice i'm not gonna go up get up and go get beetlejuice i'm just gonna click on beetlejuice <laughs> do, do you know what it is it's video games that have ruined me because see when i switched to playing games mostly on pc not having to put discs in made me never want to do it again <laughs> mm. it just it just made me so lazy that's fair i get it um, i get it yeah <laughs> i know i know times are changing so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the main topic <laughs> of the show, other than just casually chatting horror with our guest, um, is that I had Andrew prepare a top 10 list, uh, which you'll probably see in the title of the video, I imagine. I, I probably mm-hmm. used that as the headline, which is uh, top 10 movie killers. Now, we would discussed this a little bit before we started, but I'll make this clear for the audience. I did not in any way define what that meant. Uh, this was completely open to interpretation. So whatever... Uh, you've come up with is is what the the top ten is, um. So we're, we're, we'll obviously count down from number ten and we'll see what you've picked. And me and Tim will judge, mock, laugh. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll discuss and then. Well, my criteria because it was kind of loose. I mostly focused on like, I guess, human threats, not really monsters. In a way, not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's some monsters on the list, uh, but like, not Godzilla, not. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, not like the that. asteroid from Armageddon. Or <laughs> not like... the asteroid from Armageddon. Not Ben Affleck in Armageddon. <laughs> not Ben Affleck in general. But, uh, yeah, he, mostly... He's like, killed someone in some movie, right? I mean, Bat- his Batman killed him. His Batman killed That's true. people. That's true. Do you know what? If you're shitting on Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman this early in the show, I already I like him already, right? This is... There's a whole episode of my show where I should... You're earning brownie points right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I can talk for an hour about that. Uh, We'll get into it. So I got some honorable mentions, um, some fallen soldiers. Uh, So I would just run through this quick. Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Ah, Quality choice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just love that performance and Christian Bale's so funny in it. Uh, He's not a great killer, but he gets away with it. (laughs) Uh, little Chucky. Let me guess, your next one is uh, Mila Kunis from American Psycho 2. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen oh, that. Uh, that'd be uh, a great uh, for the franchise. Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. it's a good twofer. <laughs> a little two-parter. I'll tell you, I had heard for years that American Psycho 2 was really bad, and I actually watched it 
finally like last year i want to say maybe the year before that and it is so <laughs> freaking boring like, it, like william shatner's in this thing and he's like hitting on students who are like 18 years old and it's still so boring it like so it was a, a autobiography of <laughs> <Shatner>. <laughs> okay what was, what was the next horrible mention uh chucky is a fallen soldier uh um, oh, okay. i love little chucky he's a funny little guy but uh didn't cut it uh john doe uh from seven so, oh yeah um, seven yeah. Um, who's only a little less creepy than actual kevin spacey uh, <laughs> zombies in general all of them oh, uh, fast, okay. slow <laughs> didn't make it jaws from jaws didn't make it Oof. gremlins uh the, from Joe Dante's Gremlins. I'm sure they killed a few people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, old lady definitely. goes flying out of her window. Uh, Stuntman Mike from Death Proof. Oh, that's oh, an interesting very nice. pick. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I'm just a Kurt Russell fanboy. Um, this Hell one yeah. might be controversial. Leatherface. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. that's controversial. Uh, he's just never he's... been my guy. I mean, uh, I, I, I see what you're saying. You think it's controversial that he's not in the top, but I, I think you know yeah. that's fine. No, it's, uh, um, this one might be controversial. A... On the other side, oh. though, uh, Leprechaun. Oh, <laughs> I was I was obsessed with Leprechaun when I was a kid. I oh, was no. So oh no! See, now, oh no! <laughs> see, you're oh no! You're losing Johnny Rules, but you're no. getting him for uh, for me. Oh no! The, let's he just went say to the hood, Peter. He went <laughs> no. to the hood twice. No. Let's just say, yeah. If, if you space, ever are... man. <laughs> The the Leprechaun franchise is oh. a uh, oft talked about <laughs> subject on a uh, on this show. Let's just oh, say really? one of us is, is uh, quite enamored by it, and the other one is wrong <laughs> with his feelings about. Well, it. I, I, that was completely unprovoked. I had no idea. Funnily enough, we're, we're actually uh, technically still working through it because we got one left. We got well, the newest one left to do, oh, which we're doing uh, this month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, that one's like. They kind of Halloweened it. They did the direct sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because the last one we did was Origins, which was the the oh, WWE. Oh, that one was god awful. I'll agree with you, Pete, that 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 is a bad entry in the franchise. All the other entries though, was solid. <laughs> no, no, no. That's shit. That's terrible. <laughs> I've actually met uh, Hornswoggle. He's a wrestler. I'm a big wrestling fan. Oh, okay. oh. I met him at the gym. I uh, didn't take a picture of him because I'm <laughs> I'm like six four and he's a little person and I, I didn't know how to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know how we would pose. Uh, uh, I'll say for for his sake, I, I'm I'm sure he's a you know I'm sure he's a fine actor and I, you know I bet he would have done a, a good leprechaun, but that script was just it, it was god awful. Oh yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was garbage. Actually, no, I, I, have, I have to ask a question just to I have to get yeah. the other one out of the way. <laughs> yeah. so, since leprechauns come up, I have to I have to ask. <laughs> What's, what's, what? well, how do you feel about the boy? Just the boy, the boy, the film, the boy. <laughs> that, that the one where he's in the wall. That's the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've only seen the boy too, actually. And wow. The boy. Oh, that's, okay. that's Rom, interesting. Rom's the boy. Yes. Um, okay, so you you have some uh, homework this Halloween season. You gotta seek out the boy. No, the you boy. don't. No, you really don't. You don't. It's, I'll, here, here's what I'll say. I'll say that is probably the second most talked about franchise <laughs> on this show. Oh. And let's just say one of the hosts is very enamored by it, and <laughs> the other host's his feelings are wrong. 
Oh, well, this is a very uh, William Brent Bell supportive podcast. No, it's not. No, it's not. Shut latest up. Orphan entry. You loved Orphan First Kill. Don't deny it. Yeah, that was good, but that was the first good movie he's made. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having this. This slander that's coming out of your mouth. That's my list. <laughs> right. any, any more uh, honorable mentions before we uh nope, that, oh uh, one last one uh ghostface from uh, screen okay all right hmm. didn't, he didn't get on it because you know there's a bunch of different people who yeah yeah technically it's not one killer out. i mean even even yeah. in one yeah, movie it's not one killer you know it's yeah. it's usually two if i was gonna pick one ghostface it would be matthew lillard because he's so funny mm. in stream one I can, uh, I can respect that choice yeah and but uh yep that's all the honorable mentions so uh start proper with number 10 uh it's a little uh creepy clown called pennywise Ooh. oh as, as, nice. are you veering more towards the original or the or is this just like a the blanket tim curry one is a more scary performance because mm -hmm. tim curry is just a scary guy in general absolutely he's a, tre he's a treasure i love him but oh, tim curry is great that, that performance mm -hmm. gave me nightmares I, believe uh, it or not i've still not seen the original miniseries uh, what? That's crazy. I know. I know. So I, I, I want you to watch it because it's it's very near and dear to my heart. But I, I feel like you're not gonna like it. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it in so, since I was a kid, probably. Uh, Pennywise in the new one, I guess he's more threatening in a way. Uh, but I just think the idea of Pennywise is so good. Like he just feeds on your fear, and he's just scaring mm -hmm. some child, and he's targeting children, which is always like so terrifying because you know. You picture yourself as a child and uh, get lured into yeah. this creepy sewer by a clown. Yeah, like I, I specifically remember uh, like seeing parts of the 90s miniseries growing up as a kid and, you know, it being on TV. And it, it really was just one of the most terrifying things, uh, especially as a kid, you can see. And then uh, it still creeps me out to this day. Um, do you so how, how do you feel about uh, King in general? Are, are you a fan? Do you read any of the books or do you seek him um, out? Or? I've seen most of the king adaptations um haven't really read any of the source material um guessing he's very hit or miss because the it ending where he's a parasitic spider from space is a little <laughs> little out there um i so I, i'm a huge king head i that's I, not a phrase tim stop trying to make that a phrase <laughs> people people uh, say it all the time uh well actually i guess the I've technical the the uh, i think that's um what more uh, uh slang term but um he actually does call like the people that read his books he calls them uh constant readers uh he'll usually address them in the books but uh i love king i'm a huge fan uh i am almost about halfway through his new book which is uh, pretty good so far fairy tale um but yeah uh, i i think it is like one of my favorite books it's probably my favorite king book uh aside from the dark tower stuff um i mean it's the, the one where he was just on mountains of cocaine and like oh absolutely thought out into yeah one book. Right. <laughs> yeah and the like what i'll say like a lot of like the weird like cosmic or trippy stuff in it i i think it uh actually works really well uh in the book but yeah it's it's really hard to portray on screen um yeah i don't know it's uh it, it's a shame i i mean we've talked about it like uh you know, we, we've had some you know long episodes on the show about the the two movies that came out um i i i still pretty much like the first one i it's not perfect in like my great, eyes but kind of a 80s little kids on bikes movie yeah clown. but uh yeah the second one was kind of trash guys yeah i 
I I like I still want to like it. And I I want to find like the good parts in it, but uh, I, I I hate to be the angry fanboy at times, but I don't know that movie did kind of make me mad. Uh, it's just like weird, like I don't know, like a, a attempts at humor and uh, you yeah, know this is that um, <laughs> the ending where they just roast Ghostface into yeah becoming a clown baby yeah. That's something like me and my friends uh, joke about a lot when they're just yelling at him like, you're a clown, you're a clown. You're uh, a clown, you're a clown. <laughs> it, yeah, and then, that was so bad. It didn't need to be three hours, too. That was... No. Uh, no. Oh, God, it was so so long. Yeah, it was I, so long. Yeah. And then, I, uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I was, because I, you know, I, I was, like, I liked the first one well enough, but I'm a little mixed on it because I, I think the horror parts are actually kind of the lamest part of it. Sure. <laughs> you know, I like the kids, I like the characters, yeah. I like the kind of the, the feeling that they all have. Um, yeah, but Andy, Andy Muschietti, who's the director, I, I just kind of feel like his horror stuff is really kind of generic, spooky, jump scare mm-hmm. kind of shenanigans. Um, it's also, those and uh, Mama, right? Mama's the other one, yeah. Mama. Yeah, and he's doing the scariest movie yet, The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was doing that. That went through so many directors that I forgot. Uh, but is anything as scary as all the things Ezra Miller may have potentially done in the last two years? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> So I don't I don't really understand like what how uh like this probably isn't the, the show to get on it but like yeah, this is going off topic well, like, very quickly like, yeah we can get back on topic we can't get into Ezra Miller's I, crimes I just I just have a quick quick question though because like, Pete, Pete you you you're up on the latest gossip uh, as always but, uh-huh. but like wasn't he wanted by the FBI like did, like they came out and said like oh he's sorry for what he's done and he's like talking to WB stuff and now but it's like okay that's fine but like wasn't he like wanted like by the FBI like. I don't know. Did that just? <laughs> did I? Did I misremember that, or did that just like go away for some reason? Um, I think that was the thing. Uh, also, I should probably correct you and say they, not he, because he, he's. Oh, sorry. Is, they, is non-binary. They, yeah. They oh, apologies. I yeah. Know. Sorry. Um, it's. I don't know. It's just so weird. All I can think in my head over and over again is that we need to talk about Kevin turned out to be this weirdly prophetic movie that was like, sure. <laughs> Like Ezra was so perfectly cast in that, it turns out. Yeah. All, all, all these, all this time later. Um, well, the one thing I keep saying is that Warner Brothers needs to fire them because, mm-hmm. as the Flash, because then they lose their access to the Speed Force and the authorities can catch them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Also, the Flash scenes in um, and Snyder's cut of Justice League were laughably bad. I thought so. You know, I'm not even like. I can't feel anything for these DC movies right now. They've, 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 they've <laughs> numbed me into, like, just non-existence. I'll, I'll wait and Let see. Let me go hide my signed Shazam poster over there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, no, Shazam was fine. Shazam was fine, and I really liked the Batman, but, like, by and large, I'm not, like, I, they've taught me not to have any hope. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't have hope. You know, I... Uh, I I, saw, I actually went to the movies a couple of times this weekend, and uh, I I saw the Black Adam trailer there, and I, I don't know. I think it looks like it could be fun. Eh, no, <laughs> I'm not feeling I'm not, it. I don't. I'm not th- it's not it. like the thing I'm most excited for, but I'm like, yeah, it looks like it could potentially be good. <clears throat> nah, 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 no, nah, not nah, at all. <laughs> nah, that, that seems like a good time for number nine, actually. <laughs> number nine. Uh. They are the Graboids from the movie Tremors. Oh, that's oh, very nice. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, very terrifying. Walking on solid ground and making any vibrations will draw them near. I uh, <laughs> always thought that was very scary. And the movie is a classic. Kevin yeah. Bacon versus Worms. <laughs> 
do you uh do you think that's a franchise that you'll tackle on the show at some point yeah because like i mean obviously we want to be popular <laughs> i don't know when we'll <laughs> dive into because tremors is mostly direct to video sequels yeah oh i, I, I can tell y'all about them if you want because we've done them on I've the seen ace two. I've seen have you done all of them on ace we did the first one, and then we did all the sequels as bonus Patreon episodes. So uh, we actually just did the seventh one yeah, recently. I so watched the Jamie Kennedy ones. Oh, God. it's so weird to introduce him like he's still like twenty five, but he's fifty, <laughs> and it's just it's like he's trying so hard to still be the young. It's like his whole character is that he he does like stunts and he's like a dirt baker, and I'm like, you're fifty, <laughs> stop it, you're an old man, calm down. So don't they like go back in time? There's no time travel, but yeah, the fourth movie's set in the same town, but in like a hundred years ago. Uh, even though Graboids weren't supposed to ex- like have been seen, <laughs> like, there's a lot of retconning like, going eight, on. Ancient creatures or something. <laughs> some something stupid like that. But um, and, like, I don't remember if there was an exact reason why they decided to attack in the actual events. Was it like <laughs> drilling or something? <sighs> I know why the sequels definitely said climate change, but I, I can't. <laughs> they, they all kind of blur together at this point. I will say the first one is a classic, is a really fun B movie mm-hmm. uh, with a great cast. Two is surprisingly pretty solid. Two holds up quite like well. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, and then it. Those are the only two I've seen. Th- then it goes yeah. downhill. Th- yeah. Then pretty fast. <laughs> I mean, the third one is the one that introduces the ass blasters, which is about all you really need to know uh, when it comes yeah. to uh, <laughs> the tone at that point. Uh, no. I- it- a show I was really bummed didn't go forward was they were doing a Tremors with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is insane that they did not go forward with that. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Yeah, because one of the things you'll notice in the sequels is that they keep finding ways to reference his character in some way, like his daughter mm. or someone that knows him will be in it, and it's like, oh yeah, we know Valentine. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can get Kevin Bacon in your shitty sequel, yes, but <laughs> that's very clear. <laughs> well, they, they do that, like, franchise thing that I love, uh, where, like, uh andrew i don't know if you appreciate this where you know you, you have like one big movie uh with you know like a notable star uh that you can never get back to the other movies so the franchise just slowly starts to become about like some side yeah. character in the first one like, i mean that's the classic um <laughs> halloween deal where jamie lee curtis didn't come back and then they made it yeah. about her daughter <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, i remember sinister 2 recently did that like they killed Ethan yes, Hawk, and yeah. then it's just some, it's just some <laughs> random his, his friend Oh, it's like, how, like sheriff or something. He, yeah, it was like the sheriff in the first one who was like a very bit part, and then he becomes like the main character, and then of course yeah. like yeah, like Phantasm where it slowly becomes about Reggie, the like ice cream truck driving best friend. Yeah, but Reggie's like, the coolest character though. Trevor so does that with um he was cool. The guy from Family Ties. Um, yeah, Michael Gross. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gummer. Uh, I mean, the second one still has Fred Ward, so they still have the second star. Uh, yeah. the first movie, but then the third one onwards, it's just Gummer. It's just Gummer and whoever else they can get. And then, and don't forget about, uh, of course, the big one we're overlooking, but American Pie, how Eugene Levy oh, just is like... Oh, like Stiffler's, <laughs> like Stiffler's extended family and like all of his cousins and, and his aunt's brother's cousins. And yeah. Just like, just, yeah. Just, I just love, like, for some reason, like, tree. yeah. And, like, Eugene Levy is just always there, like, for some reason, just like, whatever the camp counselor or like principal or yeah, it's so weird why is jenna's dad somehow involved in all of these plots with all these people who isn't i'm never gonna say no to more eugene levy oh, of course not. that's true yeah uh, no, that's, that's a great point not that i've ever sat through the directive video american pie sequels but uh yeah, maybe, maybe oh, we should watch them sometime <laughs> tim awkward movie night. 
<laughs> they're not horror movies, okay? Yeah, I know, they could be pretty yeah. scary getting your dick stuck yeah. in a pie or <laughs> Stuck in the I pie? I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't know. Something gets stuck in something. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, like, a, you know, everything today is about, like, oh, uh, we're going to do the horror version of this. Like, we're going we're gonna to bring back Fantasy Island, but it's going to be the horror version, or we're going to bring back the banana splits, but they're terrifying <laughs> now. So, like, so why, why not bring back American Pie, the... As a, a horror franchise, sure. American <laughs> horror pie, with, uh, scream or something. <laughs> yeah, get Ryan Murphy to do it. It's, uh... <laughs> about these teens trying to lose their virginity, and Ghostface keeps stabbing them. Well, <laughs> they're about to have sex. Well, they they have to lose their virginity because um, a killer is trying to sacrifice virgins. Or I mean, oh. that's kind of the plot to cherry. Uh, what cherry? A uh, cherry. Falls. I mean, that's the that's the opposite uh, of normal. That's subverting the trope because the trope is usually yeah. whoever has sex is is fair game. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Go by slasher movie rules. So Yeah. Yeah, the it so, follows type. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah. Alright, what's number eight? <laughs> number eight is Predator from the Predator series. Ah, okay, okay. okay. I can't be mad at that. That's a good one. No. Yep. Uh like the sense of honor and like the way mm-hmm. he hunts and you know, you just because the first one's so good because it starts off as this cheesy eighties movie. And it turns out that these guys are completely outclassed by this one lone hunter. Yeah, I've always described yeah. it as a... It's basically a slasher movie, but instead of a group of idiot teenagers, you have the best of the best, like the most badass men who've ever walked the <laughs> earth, and they can't deal with this this like killer. That's the, the, you know, to sell... To use, to use a wrestling term to put over the predators, you know, the, the, the biggest and the baddest. Uh, yeah, Predator's great. Yeah, Predator's the whole Hogan of. I bring this up all the time, which, you know, the first movie is great. It's obviously a classic, but, like, I've weirdly seen Predator 2 so much more just because, like, it, I, I feel like it was strangely on cable all the time growing up. And I don't know if you had that experience, Andrew, but, like, to me, it just seems like that was always on like tnt or tbs like every afternoon for some reason no, like... i always avoided <laughs> predator 2 um because like the reputation was that it was bad and i i'd seen the alien vs predator movies but uh <laughs> we're gonna cover the predator franchise soon oh nice so i'll, I actually I'll be interested to see first... what you think of it okay i actually watched it for the first time and i was like this movie is so sweaty yeah <laughs> oh, it's very sweaty <laughs> Joe, I, I love predator too Predator 2 is kind of silly. I, I actually liked it more than I thought it would. Yeah, I, but it's got Bill Paxton, it's got Danny Glover, Gary Busey's in yeah, there. Like, Bill Paxton got on my nerves, though. Oh, what? And I love him. Ooh, How can he get up? I, I can't agree with that. Because he's, his, he's doing his, like, aliens thing, like, hey, I'm Bill Paxton. You know, I'm annoying. Hey. I'm the annoying character. You know, That's my, my fa- job. My favorite thing about the Predator franchise, which we just recently done, because we did it on, you know, running up to uh, Prey coming out, um, is that after like with the predator from 2018 and the not not prey because prison the past but, but yeah yeah the predator in 2018 <laughs> sucks but one of my favorite things about that movie is that it's it's got it's got predator 2 in canon because gary Busey's son's in it and he plays the son of his character from predator 2 and they reference predator mm-hmm. 2 <laughs> what i think is great about that is that predator 2 when it was made was set in this like alternate future 1997 los angeles right so i think it's really funny now that in the canon of the predator universe like the world became that 1997 and then somehow reverted back into regular <laughs> present day <laughs> was there anything that 
futuristic? I don't remember that much futuristic. It wasn't so much that it was futuristic. It was just, it, 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 it was kind of like a, like Detroit and Robocop where it was like, oh, it's this over the top kind of like fictional version kind of thing. I mean, that's my favorite thing in like 80s movies where they do this post-apocalyptic future, like Escape from New York, and it's only in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> like, like in, in Blade Runners in 2019, I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all can, y'all have the choice to put this like, 300 years <laughs> yeah they just thought the world was just going to turn to shit in 20 years it did but in a different way yes <laughs> um not in a cool way like not in a cool way, cars and stuff no yeah. no uh oh, we just got the pollution with no flying cars predator's <laughs> got all those cool gadgets i like how they expand upon his uh weaponry in predator 2 as well so you get a lot of cool stuff um yeah i really like that in predator 2 but mm-hmm. one just is just like this so the one thing i hate about predator one is you see the spaceship like if there was just no spaceship Uh, and you just mm -hmm. slowly find out that you see this you don't know it's an alien but Mm -hmm. yeah i just love the sense of honor and they realize they're being hunted so they have to realize like arnold realizes that they're not going to attack the woman because she's not armed Mm -hmm. like the sense of discovery and like you you don't really know why the predator is hunting them for sport i I wouldn't uh, spoil anything purposes I won't spoil anything, but I I love how they kind of use that as a, a character beat and prey. Uh, they kind of haven't use, seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Well, I Ooh, okay. yeah, going to. But uh, they, they kind of use that that idea of like, oh, you know, you won't attack. You know, the predator won't attack someone who he sees as uh, innocent or not armed or not a warrior or you know something to that effect. Um, a they, dork. Yeah. They use that as a they use that in an interesting way in prey. So, <laughs> I'm a uh, nah. Prey was good for the. Uh, mm-hmm. Prey was a good movie, so I'm. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What's your what's number seven, Ryan? Well, we'll stay in the same universe, I guess. The Xenomorph from oh, okay. Alien. Ooh, famous. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The perfect uh, uh, species. That's what um, mm-hmm. the, the android calls it in the first Alien. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> now very you think scary. that's a better species than the woman from Species? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, who would I want to go on a date with? The xenomorph has two mouths. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I love the xenomorph. It just feels very alien, of course, but uh, mm. like, like so violating the face hugger mm. and the, the penetrating out of you like this unwanted baby. Yeah, just like yeah. In it's a monstrous creature design. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very, it, I think what's so good about just went wild. I think what's so good about it is that very phallic. when you talk about Predator, and Predator's great, but Predator, of course, is still very humanoid. I think what's so great about the Xenomorph is that it's so unhuman, right? It's so, mm-hmm. you can't even see, I mean, yeah, if you see photos of the set where the guy's in the suit, you can sort of yeah, see where he is. Suit, it's like this, it's like this seven-foot college student with yeah. just the, like, the skinniest <laughs> body. But, like, in the movie, because obviously you shoot it properly, you, you, it, it just looks so unhuman, so it, it feels truly alien. <laughs> in a way that a lot yeah. of monsters don't. And you so know, the Xenomorph kind of becomes less scary as the series goes on because in Aliens, you know, they're taking oh, them sure. left and right. But yeah, in the first one, it's just like this true sense of horror and like the acid blood. Mm-hmm. It's like a perfect creature, like, and you truly feel that the crew is screwed. So would you say you're more of an uh, alien guy versus aliens? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely an alien guy. I don't, I'm nice. not. Aliens is good, but um, I love James Cameron. But um, yeah, I've just, I was just never that much into aliens. I'm a hundred percent with you. I like it. I, I totally get it's why people like it. You know, it's, it's a fun film. There's lots of great special effects. But yeah, so uh, Reeves is great. 
Yeah, the, but three, to me, Alien time. is just like the perfect like space horror, like haunted house, like yeah, and space yeah, version of that kind of movie. So yeah. scary. Well, they're both you, tense. Nowhere to go. They're both tense. So you, you can both be wrong. It's fine. Uh, we can we can look. <laughs> Peter's with that. a bit of a, a kid. Uh, they're, all, fan they're only both tens if uh, Aliens a twenty and Aliens is a yeah. zero, <laughs> and they average out to both tens. How dare I'm you? Sorry, aliens is good. Aliens is good. Yeah. Um, Even though I like Alien Three more, that might be controversial. Uh, yeah, Ooh. that's controversial. That, that... The assembly Interesting, cat. Interesting though. Seen... I like it. I like it. The assembly cat. I've only seen the assembly. Um, the assembly the record is with, better, uh, but yes, Timmy. Uh, oh yeah. Well, just for the record, for like unpopular opinions, I actually kind of like Alien Resurrection. I know, it, like, it has a I've bad reputation. I, uh, I mean, this might uh, affect my viewing a little bit more, but um, I always remembered it as being kind of bad and, and kind of cheesy, and uh, there's definitely like some pretty cheesy parts in it, but. I saw they were doing a, like a special screening uh, at, I think it was like UCLA out here or something. <clears throat> and uh, I went with a friend and they had, um, I forget who it was. They had a guest speaker, maybe like someone that did like a effects or something, maybe. Uh, I don't remember. Um, I don't think it was the director, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was like the writer or something. No, no, not the writer. Because uh, that would be Joss Whedon, right? <laughs> you read that one? Resurrection, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So it wasn't the writer then, but um, they, they had someone there and they were telling stories. Uh, and uh, actually had a blast uh, watching it in theater with like a big crowd. Uh, it, it was super fun. Uh, that is it a so bad it's good kind of deal. In some in some in respects, parts, it does have in, a. In parts, yeah. It does There's have a legitimate good parts. It has a visual style. I actually kind of, I'm kind of into in resurrection until the last oh, like, nice. twenty minutes. The last, sure. yeah, the last yeah. 20 minutes. There's a point where Ellen Ripley falls through the floor and then the rest of it I think is trash and I hate it. But there's a, most of it I can kind of get into in this weird kind of... Because it's, like, you know, it's a Jean-Pierre Genet who directed it and you can sort of like feel some of that French kind of style in the in the way it looks and the way it feels um, <laughs> compared to some of his other films. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But I... Yeah, um, Alien 3, I do, I, I think it's got its moments. Obviously, Fincher's a very good visual director, um, and there's some great visuals in it. I think, ulti- ultimately, even if it was the best thing ever, I think what it does right at the start was always going to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, if you're That's a fan tough, of yeah. Aliens, yeah. like a big fan of Aliens, like they kill <coughs> Michael Bean in the first frame. Yeah, it's, it's like... It, it, it's just like this was really your choice. Like you could have just went with a different lead character and just made it completely separate from aliens if you wanted to, but you know. All right. So uh, that made me think of a question uh, that I'll lob at you, Andrew, because uh, it, it involves like franchising and uh, rebooting and stuff. So I, I'd be interested to see what your take is. But uh, they were talking about before. Um, I think um, Pete, what's his face, the, the District Nine guy, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, he was going to do the direct uh, Aliens sequel. Yeah, so so you know, obviously, you know, you have a podcast about franchises, so I'm sure you have some uh, 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 deeply uh, held beliefs <laughs> about like what a franchise can and can't do. Like, do do does that feel cheap to you when they like just like cut off a large swath of continuity and just say, okay, yeah, forget those movies, like we're just one, doing a sequel to this. Like, obviously, like one, Halloween you know, is a big example. Yeah, that's the one I was going to mention. Halloween did that like six times. Yeah, yeah. Halloween's <laughs> done it multiple times. It's insane <laughs> how many. Halloween 3, and then they were like, ooh, 
let's go back to michael myers i love with halloween how there's like a there's like a like a branching chart you can do to show that it's it's like a choose (laughs) your own path you can choose your own like sort of like you can do one two uh like four, five, one, six, two, four five six right as, yeah, as a I'm series i'm a big halloween fan you could do one two h2o resurrection yes <laughs> or one, you could do uh, 2018 then kills yeah or you could do the remakes if you really like rob zombie movies for some reason if oh, you're yeah. weirdo <laughs> right that's the sort of thing and then three's off at its own little island somewhere just chilling yeah. <laughs> doing this thing right but it's just it's nuts to me that there's so many branching paths and it's funny that so many franchises keep going on so long now that a lot more franchises are starting to have this problem where they're deciding to like, oh, we'll just ignore X everything after this point and just do a sequel to, to this thing. Um, I mean, sometimes I think it's okay because it's like, well, clearly there was some shit movies made, and you know, it's maybe a, a, just better for everyone if there's a good reason to make another movie. Um, obviously, I'm at the point there where I'm so jaded with so many like, like, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is just this like nostalgia dripping like, that's just you know worship the original it. movie yeah I, I don't think it was yeah, poorly it made sense. but I, I i i hate what it represents i hate that this force awakens formula has now been applied to terminator and ghostbusters mm-hmm. and so many things that it's just like oh my god it's nothing but dessert it's all empty calories it's you know the the example i always bring up is it's like the member berries the, the member yeah. berries yeah it's the member <laughs> berry uh, you know it's it's like you know, we have to have a, a million shots of the proton pack turning on because it means something to everyone now. <laughs> kind of that thing. That movie was the most nostalgia baiting <laughs> I've ever seen. And I saw The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> the Force Awakens was first, though, so it kind of got away with it a little bit. But then, you know, once we see a few more Even examples... Then it was annoying me. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't need to see the stupid training bot that Luke mm. interacted with one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like that that last Jurassic Park movie that came out was terrible right um but I kind of almost like I got to the point where it was so bad that I started enjoying waiting for just because like because Jurassic World the first one was already very <laughs> it was already very much the Force Awakens of Jurassic Park they yeah, somehow before the Force Awakens that was another crap nostalgia yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even hate that first. That first one kind of worked. Like, maybe it's because Jurassic Park's the first movie I've ever saw in theaters, so the nostalgia of that one kind of worked for me to a point. But the third one, Dominion, like some of the things they bring back to reference are so like you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like <laughs> you know, oh, Dodson, remember Dodson? The, the Barbasol. <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> the shaving foam can. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> like oh, uh, it, it was making me cringe so bad. I'll say it just because of Jeff Goldblum eventually, but <clears throat> yeah, no, I I wasn't even a fan hey, of Jurassic World. You do a franchise show, you have to do all six Jurassic Park movies at some point. I know, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> They're going to handcuff me to, so the, is, to the couch. But... Is part of the reason why you wanted to do the podcast is like you had a, a reason to finally like watch like some of these like bad entries in, in these beloved franchises? Yeah, some of it, like, like I completely did not watch the rob zombie halloween's i was like no 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 nice choice don't blame you you cannot remake halloween and i watched i did watch the first five minutes of it and it was these um you know really loud rob zombie redneck type (laughs) characters yelling at each other i was like you missed the point by a mile 100 percent. oh yeah so if you ever see an impassioned discussion on that or i think that may be the angriest review i I may have ever done on this show with that movie 
having to revisit it for the show. Jeez. Um, yeah, whale stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Rob Zombie's alien. Hey, it's just a, it's just a, a launching platform for discussion. That's all the list is, really. So. Yeah. Uh, so number six is Jason Voorhees. Oh, okay, Ooh. okay. We got a slasher villain there, proper. First Very nice. slasher, right? Yeah, first slasher, I think. Yeah, yeah. If you don't count Predator or Alien. Um, <laughs> but yep, Jason, just iconic. Nope, don't go camping. <laughs> don't go to summer camp, specifically. Don't go to summer mm. camp. Um, don't have sex in the woods. <laughs> yeah, well, all the usual rules. Um, yeah, it's because obviously, I, I think the original Halloween is the best horror movie ever made. But, if we're talking franchise, <laughs> if we're talking franchise, I like Friday the 13th as a franchise more, because I typically have fun with a lot of those entries a lot more consistently. Yeah, for drinking games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, They're all pretty much the same movie. Yeah, even <laughs> uh, 5, which most people, you know, shit on, like, I think that's still pretty watchable. The only one that I just flat out can't watch is 9. 9 just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason looks so cool in it, though. <laughs> I love the opening of Nine, where they're like people are finally competent. Oh, the sting operation. Yeah, I, I'm like, it's an interesting finally. idea. <laughs> That's like something I, I I always love. Like when they finally just get off their asses and stop waiting around for these slashers to kill everybody. Oh yeah, the opening fifteen minutes is fine, but like the the rest of it, when he's like a demon jumping from body to body, is not not my. Uh... Uh, the ending redeems it for me. The clock. Ah, okay, all right. We we got. A it's Jason... hard not to get excited about that. We've got a Jason goes to hell apologist. I don't think I'd see the day, but here we are. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Just to be fair. <laughs> I know I, I I've said this before, but like I I've had I had weird ideas like in my head growing up of like things like you can and can't like and uh for some reason it always stuck with me like that you had to be either a freddy guy or a jason guy like you couldn't like them both and like i i liked the nightmare on elm street movies so like growing up like i i barely watched any friday the 13th movies like obviously when i got a little older and was like you know getting more into different franchises and horror stuff and everything like i you know eventually made my way through them and you know uh there, there's some entries i'm not super hot on but there's some that uh you know i like quite a bit um, you know, uh, we're, we're both big, uh, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan fans. Oh, uh, yeah, here, of course. But, he punches a guy's uh, head off. How could you yeah. know? <laughs> I think it's a controversial one. Some, like, some people aren't crazy about yeah, it. People they, think I, it's a bad movie. I, I think it's great. I think it's one of my favorite sequels. I think it's just because he doesn't take Manhattan until I think that's it. Yeah, people minutes. don't like, yeah, that it mostly takes place at a boat. But, but... Yeah, but like, this is a Manhattan where there's just vats of toxic waste sitting out in the street <laughs> for no reason. It's great. Hey man, I've seen Ninja Turtles. There's radiation everywhere. Okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Freddy, number five is Freddy Krueger. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I guess I'm more of a Freddy guy. Freddy's funny. Uh, like, and That's what it is for kills, me. More creative kills of Nightmare. Uh, like, my favorite one's probably the puppeteering one in Nightmare 3. Which yes. is the best nightmare movie? Grabbing him by his veins. Uh, I'm a one fan. One just feels yeah. like. I mean, one's great. I, yeah. I'm not going to argue with one, but they get campier by three. Yeah, um, three. Well, two. Like three... Is, well, two is, they all get campier. Two is yeah. where it goes off the rails. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, two is such an interesting one because it's like the 
yeah like I, I always heard like bad things growing up about it like uh and you know everyone always says like, oh it's the gay one and stuff but i like in the last couple of years that's kind of like seemed to uh like taking some of that like stigma back and that you know um like yeah it's still not like the best entry uh in, in my opinion it's, or anything but i like that it's it's a more of an interesting <laughs> watch though than it used to be like it, it, when yeah. you look at it through that lens and sort of ex- looking at it as a you know, like the, the idea that there was just a couple of key people involved with it who were putting in a lot of, not even gay subtext, just like straight up, like, you know, yeah. allegories <laughs> and things like that. And, you know, it is interesting, interesting. to look at that. I, I like uh, number two, actually. You know, I heard it was bad too because it breaks um, lore because Freddy can just pop out in the real world and just kill people whenever. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I like it, the effects of it, like when he's popping out of his friends. Who, whoever wrote it had no idea what a Nightmare on Elm Street movie was supposed to be. <laughs> like, that's very clear. <laughs> I think. You know, they I, I hear... Robert England back. They were going to make a stunt guy, and they were like, "Wow, he sucks. We got to get Robert England back." <laughs> I think like what's kind of I, I hear that that uh, excuse a lot about how like it doesn't follow the lore and stuff, but like I, don't... I mean, they all don't follow the lore because number one, they established that you can pull Freddy out into the door and kick his ass, and then immediately the, the ending's a dream. So, but that, it works for I feel the movie. Like... Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel like that's such a a typical, like, horror franchise thing, though. Like, I feel like, you know, they're constantly rewriting rules. Yeah, like, there's so many horror sequels that are so different, you know, from one another. Like our beloved Leprechaun. Yeah. (laughs) Every movie, the rules are different for that little bastard. (laughs) Every movie. (laughs) Leprechaun 3 rules. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Uh, yeah like every horror franchise tends to go through this thing where the rules seem to change because they have to just justify how it works in a new movie um and sometimes they don't like we, we just did the final destination movies and it's kind of weird how the, every movie <laughs> oh, the, char- a, the, the franchise messed me up yeah the characters <laughs> like i i enjoy multiple entries in that series but it is frustrating that by the time you get to the last one like every single movie almost has the characters learn the exact same rules and try and think they're going to beat it the exact same way? But if you've seen any of the previous movies, you know they're not. Like this didn't work in the last one, so why would it work in this one? So. Yeah, eventually those just became about the kills and the creative ways people will die. Oh, for sure. Yeah, is death itself on the list? <laughs> uh, no, no Tony Todd, unfortunately. So number four on my list is Michael Myers. Yeah, it's interesting. You've got a. Uh, what I'll refer to as the Trinity back to back. Yeah, the yeah, kind of the three out of four of the Mount Rushmore slashers. I didn't do that on purpose, but I think that's just where my brain went. As Halloween is my favorite slasher franchise, even though I think has a the the lows are lower than you know like a nightmare low. Yeah, but my. Mike Myers, the first Halloween, it's just so iconic. The silent killer, the foreboding, the stalking, the John Carpenter score. The, the theme is so great, and it just, it gives me chills automatically when I hear it. No, I, I mean, Halloween's my favorite horror movie, so I, you don't have to find much arguments from me. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I was just at the, the theater this weekend, and the the trailer for Halloween Ends came on, and I just heard someone very loudly, like in the middle of the theater, go, "Oh, he's my favorite killer," which <laughs> I thought was just like such like a weird, funny way to phrase it. Well, it's a good thing they didn't say it during the Black Adam trailer when they saw the rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's my favorite killer. I saw him kill somebody on Sunset Boulevard. 
<laughs> I um I, I think I think obviously I mean Jason is pretty expressionless because it's the hockey mask and whatnot, but there's something mm-hmm. especially expressionless about that white mask that's you know the original mask, the Shatner yeah the Shatner mask, mask yeah. It, yeah, it's something they never get right again. I don't know how they just keep messing it up. Yeah, obviously, four, some are better than others. So bad. Yeah, and yeah. I love four as a movie, but yeah, the mask in four is pretty rough. Yeah, it's just so like it has no features or detail on it. And there's a couple uh, of shots where he's got blonde hair that are still in the movie. Yeah, it's like kind of a pink, <laughs> pinkish blonde mask. And uh, five's the worst one where it's just like so like oversized and like the long stringy hair. Um, the CGI mask in Halloween H2O. <laughs> yep, yep. So, I was going to ask y'all, where do y'all land on, um, do you uh, have opinions about the familiar, familial connection between Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Michael Myers? Um, I mean, it only exists because Carpenter needs some sort of reason for him to keep going after Laurie in the second movie. Yeah. Um, I, and he was drunk when he wrote the script. And he was tr- very drunk, yes. Uh, I like I don't necessarily like it, but at the same time, I'm just so used to it as an idea that it's such a driving force in all the sequels up until because even H2O, which retconned a lot of the other sequels, still kept this idea that it, it, two is still in continuity and he's coming after them because the the nephew is now seventeen. So mm. it's just a simple, easy excuse. I prefer it not being there. I'm not particularly fond of Halloween 2018 for a lot of other reasons, but them removing that is not one of the things I have a problem with. Like, that's fine. See, to me, if they remove the familial connection and the story, it's not much, not really much of one, really, like in 2018, like where she's um, very obsessed with Michael and thinks she's going to come, he's going to come after her. So they have to do this whole dumb subplot about the doctor driving Michael to mm-hmm. see Laurie. Oh yeah, that's, really, that's really my dumb. issue with it. I yeah, I think. But well, I mean, it, it might be kind of a hot take, uh, but I actually do kind of like having them as, as brother and sister. Uh, for basically like what you were just saying, like, uh, if you're gonna have Lori as like the focus on the series, which you know a lot of the movies want to do, as especially this new trilogy, like, mm-hmm. to me, it takes away the randomness if they're not brother and sister. Like the yeah. Because just, yeah, like, you need some type of driving force for... Yeah, and making this, like, this epic final confrontation. Yeah. Like, how they do in the marketing for this new one. It's It just yeah. doesn't really line up because this guy doesn't really give a crap about this one girl he tried to kill in the I 70s. I think I always yeah. like the shape being someone who doesn't really have any kind of simple, understandable motive because that's part of what makes him scary is, like, why is yeah, he killing people, why, you know? That's why he's uh, on the list because, like, um, especially in the first one where you don't really get a sense of why he's doing what he's doing and the, the first iconic kill where like they pull off a six year old mask and like this kid just has the blankest expression and it's such a such a perfect movie I and, he, so and, and he has a nuclear family he's literally got a white picket fence yeah. Um, yeah. and he's just doing this for no reason because the scariest thing ever is that you know whenever there's any type of murder in real life people try to blame something oh you listen to this type of music or he watched these types of violent movies or whatever because mm-hmm. the scary idea is that there is no reason he's just evil incarnate <laughs> like that's yeah that's, that's terrifying. my problem with the, the zombie version yeah oh yeah because it's, it's like this, oh uh, he, his, his mother's a stripper family. his father's a drunk who beats him his sister's yeah. something i can't remember where she was but you know everyone was something what is the uh 
what's like the speech that uh is it ludicrous <laughs> gives in halloween resurrection oh no you're thinking Buster rhymes Buster rhymes yes Buster rhymes sorry <laughs> i remember trick or treat some, motherfucker yeah. what did you say like michael myers is not a sound bite or something like that or uh that movie's trash but i have a yeah. soft spot for it <laughs> It, it it's very watchable trash because at least it's a silly like it's really that funny. Some rules though funny. with the in the insane asylum with Jamie Lee versus Michael. It should have been the whole movie. It, actually, I think what's so funny about Halloween Resurrection is it's really funny to watch now because the whole movie's about streaming on the internet in a time when that wasn't really a thing and couldn't be mm-hmm. done properly. Mm-hmm. And now it's such a normal thing that every, you know Twitch is this insane you know platform now that everyone's on and. Like, Resurrection exists in this little time bubble where they're claiming they're streaming something live, but like that wasn't really that much of a done thing. And there's mobile phones, but one of the characters is notably got an extra device for texting that's separate from the mobile phone. <laughs> very, very specific window in time that movie was made in. <laughs> I just, I think really it makes it funny to me. Yeah, it's very bad, but like, it's, you know, hang out with a couple of friends, order pizza, maybe have a few drinks or something. It's uh, watchable. (laughs) It's still better than, like, seven of the Hellraiser movies. For sure, yeah. (laughs) Hellraiser franchise should be in your future, and you will will be miserable. (laughs) It's on there. Uh, That's that's another blind spot of mine. I haven't seen any Hellraisers. Oh, the first one is great, but then, and, yeah. you know, but... And enjoy one-tenth of them. <laughs> it has. Once you get to number four, though... Oh, 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 it's wait. the one with, um, in space. That's four. Yeah. Why do they always it go goes... to space in four? Uh, <laughs> Leprechaun went to space in four. <laughs> uh, Jason was classy. He did it at ten. Yeah. Jason X. Yeah, yeah classy. <laughs> go, at, go at ten. <laughs> That's classy. Yeah. Right, what's uh, what's number three? <laughs> number three is the T one thousand from Terminator two. Ah, okay, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. like, he can change into anybody. You get the the knives. Uh, just the relentless pursuit of him, like when he's chasing down, and he seems so personable at first, and then he just completely switches to Terminator mode. And Robert Patrick is so great in that movie. I just love it. Terminator 2, I probably have seen that movie the most of any movie. Yeah, I I think it was and comparing him to like, you know, Arnold in the first movie, the, the idea with Arnold is that he could do the voices, but obviously Arnold walks into a room, he still looks kind of big and clunky because he's, you know, he's he's Arnold, he's this big muscly dude. Uh Robert Patrick, the whole idea with D one thousand is that he is so unassuming, he can blend in, he can just look like a normal guy until he's not, and then Yeah, because that was the original pitch for um well, I'll just reveal it. Number two is the T-800, uh, Arnold. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lance Henriksen was the original because it's just supposed to be this unassuming guy, um, you know, just can fit in the crowd. But I don't know. Arnold just fits as this, like, hulking, like, unstoppable force. You believe he's a machine. Nothing. You believe he's yes. a robot. And he's going to just do his mission. Yeah, no, the story... Yeah, the, the story makes with... no logical sense why it's a, a six-foot-four... Uh, 250 pounds of muscle Austrian man. <laughs> well, <laughs> like this the, infiltration unit. The story but, with um, it, Arnold in the first movie was that um, he didn't want to be the villain, so he wasn't going to do it. 
and then but then he started talking to Cameron and said, "Hey, whoever you get to play the Terminator, make sure they do this and make sure they do that." And he, he had all these opinions about how the role should be played to the point where Cameron just eventually said, "You know, Arnold, <laughs> you, you sound like you've got a lot of opinions about it. Maybe you should maybe you should do this role." Uh, and it kind of came out of that. But yeah, Lance Henriksen did addition. Obviously, he got a small part in the movie, but uh, he did addition originally for the Terminator himself. Um, yeah, Arnold's just so. That's his perfect role, just this robotic. He's like that scene in the nightclub where he's just moving like a shark through the crowd, just cert- like his singular purpose to find this one woman. And it's so terrifying that this thing is going to come and kill you, and he's never going to stop, no matter you can't plead with it. Like Cowrie says, you can't, no pity, no remorse. And he's just not going to stop until he does what he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, I never heard Tim's opinion on Terminator movies because that's something we did over the Sci-Fi podcast. You feeling Tim? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, like I, I think most people uh, around my age, like you know, T two was huge. You know, is is like, uh, you know, I, I don't think I saw it like when it first came out, but just you know, the marketing and the buzz and uh, you know, it's one of those things that gets uh, parried. You know, uh, they do parodies of uh, on every show is is inescapable. Uh, and uh, I forget when I first saw it, but I, I I'm pretty sure I saw you know T2 before the first Terminator. I have a uh, funny um, like way of doing it because when I was a kid, uh, Terminator 3 was coming out, and I loved Arnold. And my parents were like, "Oh, you should watch Terminator 2." So I watched Terminator 2. They were like, "Oh, you should probably see Terminator 1 before you see Terminator 3." <laughs> so then I watched Terminator 1. And I watched it like the whole time, waiting for Arnold to turn into a good guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just never happened. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny. I, I mean, two is, you know, I, I think it's a great film, but it is very different from one. And uh, I, I guess maybe even kind of they rule in the, different ways. Yeah. Uh, the so I, I forget when I actually you know like saw one for the first time, but uh, obviously as more of a horror guy than a sci-fi guy, I, I do really like that one because uh, it is uh it almost operates you know kind of like a slasher film like you know yeah like, it's a slasher action movie yeah uh so it's it's really good and it's uh yeah i i feel like it gets overshadowed by two which i mean rightfully so you know two is great um mm-hmm. but uh nothing can compare to genesis though that is oh, shut uh, up <laughs> that is and horrifying laptop and... yeah that's that's a horrifying movie if i ever saw one I no, I like Terminator that One. The angriest I've ever been at a movie. When, I, yeah. when that movie ended, I just turned to my friend like, "What the hell happened? What like how did where was the T one thousand? Because like they went back in time and the Terminators were sent back at the same time." And my friend who had no knowledge of Terminator movies just listened to me rant. That that movie was just like an absurd couple of hours of weird fan fiction mashed together. It was horrible. I now Terminator One like I would describe as a cyberpunk horror movie and. Uh, like when I was a kid, I preferred T two, but the more the, I've grown up, the more I have grown to prefer Terminator One. Like I love T two; T two is a great movie, but T one is like perfection. Like yeah, it's like the Alien versus Aliens argument. Like who are they kind of more horror or yeah. action? And bizarrely, with T- Terminator, I actually flip the other way, where I actually th- I think Terminator One is the better movie. Um, it's just it's. Terminator 1 is so perfect and it ends in like this perfect little closed loop. Yeah. And Terminator 2 is awesome and like special effects and action are great. But then you get into the weird time travel thing and it doesn't make quite sense when you line it up. But like that's the point of the movie. No faith in what we make. But I, th- I think 1 is so perfect. 
There's just something so intimidating about Arnold in that first movie. And T-1000 is intimidating, but in the first movie, it feels more like a oppressive horror as opposed to the second movie, which is like, oh, no, well, we got a good Terminator as well. So there's, it's more of a, a fighting chance. The scary thing about it is, like, they're just coming for you for something you haven't done yet. Mm. Yeah. And, like, it's just so, it feels so much dread. Yeah, love it. Perfect movie. Yeah. So, do you think that there is a possibility to to ever do another good sequel? I no. I do remember kind of they had. three when it first came out, but I haven't seen it in forever. Uh, oh, three's not aged well. I I I, <laughs> I remembered See, thinking I, three was okay, and then I watched that again like two years ago and was appalled at how bad it was. <laughs> I think every subsequent sequel has made three look better in hindsight. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that. I can I can understand the argument for that. Um, although that said, Dark Fate was definitely better than Genesis. I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> uh, I mean, but dog shit's better than cat shit. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> Dark Fate was very much the Force Awakens. It was doing the nostalgia formula, and it you know for better or worse. But Genesis is like, like they Jai think... Courtney. Jai, they keep casting Jai Courtney in things to ruin franchises. Oh, I like Hollywood gave up on Jai yeah. Courtney. Or... Between Terminator and Die Hard, they just like Jai Courtney being shoved down my throat <laughs> in ways that just upset me. I don't like it. I think like what happened with Dark Fate is what happened to a lot of people with Alien Three and how they killed off Newt and Hicks in the first act. And when they killed John Connor, like that, I couldn't deal, especially since it looked like little Edward Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah. so as as much as I like the first two, I, I wouldn't consider myself like a huge Terminator fan, or like not like a fan of the franchise. Like I really like those two movies, but yeah, I, I haven't even seen like most of the other ones. Yeah, there only is two Terminator so, movies, Timmy. Uh, yeah, but so I mean, that's my question for you know both of you as you know obviously you know uh, bigger fans of the franchise. Like, do you want them to keep trying? Like, no, is, do you, no, no, no stop right now. Just give up. <laughs> Uh, they were talking about doing like one where like the rock is the terminator and goes back to the 50s to try and uh, get uh, sarah connor's mom or something <laughs> sounds very strange <laughs> I, honestly i i i thought i wanted the new alien movie for a long time but ridley scott at this point has just proven to me that I, they should just stop trying because the, it, it, it keeps mm-hmm. been so soul crushing prometheus and an alien covenant i was like oh no stop this stop please just stop yeah. beating me while i'm down <laughs> oh dear um all right. Do you well, want my I, finger in the flute? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you blow, I'll do the fingering, I believe is the light of dialogue. <laughs> no, that's my jam, because I'm a Michael Fassbender fanboy, and like two Michael Fassbenders, very homoerotic <laughs> androids. Like, I'm, I'm there. Oh, God. All right. Well, I have no idea right, what your number one is. So. Well, I think, oh. yeah, I think maybe we should guess. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Guess. Do, but, do a guess. Do like you two go guesses. first, because I actually am pretty confident I, I know the answer but what, why don't you go first i'm trying to think of the obvious ones that it's not been brought yet um can i why don't i give you like the sub genre of like what it is sure give me a genre what is it uh, i guess it would be a monster a monster oh, know. <laughs> you know, know. Yeah. okay i'll say first? i'll say the thing okay no that's wrong it is obviously the rump from Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> the rump from Rumpelstiltskin is my number one. <laughs> I knew it. He's no, not Peter's right. He's not Peter's right. It's, it's the thing. Ah, yeah, see? 
This is what you get, Tim. You 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 made me guess, and I got it right, and humiliated you. You're humiliated. <laughs> Look at you right now. Well, it's only because he hasn't seen uh, Rumpelstiltskin yet. I'm sure right. after I the pod, he's gonna watch it and he's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna come back. It's gonna be the Rump from Rumpelstiltskin and Brahms from the Boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Number one and number two. Terrible. I will say if you. But Leprechaun, like Leprechaun will be on the list still. Yeah. Leprechaun's I, on the list still. I, I do. But only from Leprechaun four. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> oh, is it? That's the best one. It's a Peter. It's a it's a cyberpunk Leprechaun <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> yeah. He has a lightsaber. <laughs> and remember, he grows big in that one, and then he looks in his pants. He and comes he says, out of a man's penis. <laughs> I, I have happily forgotten most of this movie. These are also this is all sounding very alien to me right now. I'm not gonna lie. It is uh, a, a bit like Alien. You're right. <laughs> yeah, they're on the same quality level. <laughs> Both made by masters uh, of the genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Off the top of your head, who directed Leprechaun Four? I don't know, but do you want to know who directed Leprechaun 2? Uh, no, not really. I knew this at one point, but uh, I can't think off the top of my head. Timothy Chalamet's uncle. Directed oh, really? Okay, I did not know that. That's a bad That's trivia. My, fa- my favorite weird trivia that I just know for no reason. Ronnie Chalamet. That, that's how he broke into the industry. He got his, he got his uncle on the phone. He's like, hey, uncle, I want to be an actor. Get me a part. I need you to use all your Leprechaun 2 cred. Give me a it's roll. all nepotism. Call it in every favor you ever earned making Leprechaun 2. Call me. Warwick Davis, please. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, John Carpenter's the thing, number one. Scary alien. Uh, can turn into anybody. You never know who's the thing, what the thing wants. What is it exactly? Is it an alien? Is it a parasite? Does it have goals? Does it have any motivation? Is it intelligent? Or is it just like acting on instinct? and you can't trust the person next to you. I think it's just such a perfect premise and movie and creature, and the designs are so amazing, the effects. What's funny is it's, it's probably the least human type of enemy in the sense that there is no physical form, per se. It's, it's, you know, it's just no, mimicking. you don't know if it has a physical yeah. form or not. I, like, I actually I read a great fan theory once, and this is just completely made up, but it was, it was fascinating to think about, that the thing was designed as a way to fight the xenomorph. That's a good, that's an interesting theory. Yeah, like so, someone made the thing because it, it's something that the xenomorph Michael couldn't... Fassbender made the, the thing <laughs> to, to stop the xenomorphs he created. Because if you think of how the xenomorph works and how it needs to like, you know, impregnate a being and then like, you know, it couldn't do that to the thing because the thing just... Yeah, that's the, that's the funny thing about the alien. Like everybody calls it the perfect species. Like it can't procreate by itself. It, need, it needs body, other species to face hug. True. Doesn't need a mate though. Just needs to. I mean, well, I suppose that is the mate. Is yeah, the but you need another species. Like you can't just be an alien and just like be a face like around well, and then grow into a xenomorph. Lots of carnivores need other animals to exist to eat. So you know, that's... like they, I, I, I do love. They can procreate without the carnivores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love in any be... movie or like uh, whenever there's like a mad scientist who's just like has some monologue with like. Like look look at this creature. Truly, it is like nature's most magnificent being. And then it's always like just some big ugly blob with like tentacles. I just immediately thought of Lex Luthor and uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in older movies where it's like the fifties, and they'll they'll describe something as the most perfect thing. But then because it's the fifties, yeah, it's and this Frankenstein, really... especially in Young Frankenstein, like my perfect handsome 
baby Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you get like a, like there's this really shoddy, like practical effect that barely moves. And like, it's the most perfect thing ever. And I'm like, it looks like it's dying because it can't move <laughs> properly. <laughs> like it's in pain. <laughs> Put it out of its misery already. Come on. <laughs> oh dear. No, that's just a, that's a good, good, uh, like, it's not a weird pick, but it's like a it's an odd pick in that it's like a very different type of killer than a lot of the other ones that were on the list. Yeah, and like I just think that like taking over you is such a terrifying concept. And like, do you know you're being taken over? Do you know that there's this you're this thing now? Yeah, uh, I was always curious about that. Yeah, like how much, if anything, is like still in there. Yeah, I think that's what's so terrifying about it. Like what? Well, when you do the theories, like if if Keith David is the thing at the end, yeah, that's interesting. I uh I saw it earlier this year when they uh they like um whatever um re you know, put it out in, in some theaters. Or yeah, they did a but, fandom thing. Yeah, uh, which uh man, just uh it's so fun to see it on the big screen. Just the yeah. there there truly is like no special effects <laughs> that are, like been able to match it it's just so amazing to look at and uh it's wild you know looking back on it and like thinking or you know realizing that like you know that it flopped it, it was a bomb now it's like oh, yeah. the, you know like most respected horror movies out there but you know what the craziest crazy. thing it got a razzie for worst score like what that's, an, that's, that's so like weird. one of the greatest scores <laughs> I, you know, I can't even fathom that. <laughs> weird, weird bit of trivia, just because I, ha- I happened to do this, I happened to watch this last night. I watched a, a, a film from Hong Kong last night called Yes, Madam, which is a Michelle Yeoh sort of like cop movie uh, where she teams up with Cynthia Rothrock, and it's like both of their first roles. That's that not sounds even, awesome. Yeah, it, it's a really over-the-top silly movie, but I, I had a blast watching it. But randomly, and I did not know this going in, it uses a few pieces from the Halloween score, just at random, mm-hmm. like, um, and it's not a horror movie though. So, but it, it has particularly the bit uh, near the end when the chase really starts. It goes dun, 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 dun. yeah, that bit. <laughs> it uses that like three or four times when there's like a tense moment happening, and it, I'm like, this is Halloween. What? what? <laughs> Someone call Carpenter. This is this is outrageous. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know what the the reason for that is, but it, it, it was I was not expecting it. I just. So Carpenter won't hesitate to sue somebody. <laughs> I'm sure they paid this, for the rights. So I'm sure. I'm sure it was story with up. that one guy Pierce movie that like is basically just Escape from New York in space. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gonna oh, sue right. shit out of this yeah. But then that's he never right. sued the the Metal Gear Solid people because he likes the games. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, don't mess with Carpenter. Man. He wants his money. Yeah, he's just he, a realist dude. He just wants to hang out and like play video games. Like all the more power. I mean. <laughs> He loves yeah, he to rules. Talk, well, he, lo- he loves to talk about the residuals he still gets from Halloween. He loves <laughs> he loves boasting about those checks that he gets still for that movie. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but no, that was a good top ten. Um, I um, you know, this was, not, this was a, a, not a stinker in the bunch. Are there any notable omissions that y'all think? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, of course, there's the monkey from Monkey Shines. Um, <laughs> Come on, there. Um, I would perhaps uh, say the guitarist from uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two would be the, the first thing that comes to mind. Well, I think there's, uh, in all seriousness, I think there's a, a very huge one that I, I feel like 
Norman Bates. A lot of people. Norman Bates, yeah. Ah, okay, I think okay. Like, that'd be a big one that would be on a lot of people's lists. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, the other biggies. Like, I, I guess maybe you could do Pinhead, but like, I don't know. Like, hmm. He's not uh, really a killer per se. Yeah, he's, you know. I need to do the Universal Monsters and didn't do any of those, really. That's true, yeah. 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 I mean, you could also, I mean, you, you, you did sort of divert into Thriller with Seven, but you could also, you know, Hannibal Lecter or, you know, characters yeah, like that. Yeah, didn't do Hannibal Lecter. Oh, Hannibal's a good one. Yeah. There's definitely plenty of other options for uh, for exploration, but, um, yeah. That's, that's a, nice, it's a nice varied list. Uh, well, I mean, you had two Terminators in a row, but <laughs> I like I mean, that. they're pretty awesome. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I probably was lazy with the positioning. <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I like that though. It's, uh, shows you passionate about the franchise. Uh, the, no, I, like, like I said, I don't think there's a, a stinker in the bunch and, uh, yeah, led way for some big conversations. I don't know, Leprechaun. Was, Is there anybody uh, surprised it's not higher? <laughs> Jason's at number six. Yeah. Uh. I, I would, I would think that, uh, I, I was surprised Michael Myers wasn't a little bit higher, but, uh, you know, but also you can't really beat the thing. Like, uh, you know, another great. I career. mean, it's pretty <laughs> tough competition once you get into that top five. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't. Uh. You know, what's kind of funny too is you know you're mostly focused on, you know, on bad guys, but like, you could have done like Ash from Evil Dead, who you know he's a good Ash guy. Ash rules. <laughs> yeah. He does kill a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was mostly focusing on villains. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of the nature of the of the course, but that would have been funny if you just me Indiana Jones. He kills a lot of people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a, this is a one that most people won't get the reference that I'm making here, but uh, Yor from Your Hunter of the Future um, inadvertently kills about five civilizations over the course of that movie by accident. So, uh, my goodness. Yeah, he he he's high on my list. <laughs> of course, you could have done uh, uh, Telecom from. Uh, Blackfish, the SeaWorld documentary. He <laughs> killed a couple of people. I could have put SeaWorld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, shouldn't make fun of that. He killed re- real people. So I apologize. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Pete, what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> what a segue. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, okay. I mean, we can pretty much wrap up, but I, I'll give, uh, give Andrew a chance to plug his show a little bit and you know oh well first thanks for having me uh it was fun yeah. uh y'all weren't mean to me so that was that was nice <laughs> next uh, time. so yeah next time y'all can roast me uh, <laughs> my, my show is attack of franchise it's uh wherever you can find a podcast uh we discuss movie franchises uh not just horror but we did just do the stream series so those are some fun episodes to listen to and uh sneak peek we're gonna do the predator series soon so nice. yeah uh follow us uh on the podcast platforms and social media you can find us oh, yeah. just yeah i'll make y'all do the work i'm not gonna <laughs> say the names <laughs> well, that sounds like a good time to, to dive in you know it's almost uh well by the time this comes out i guess uh it'll be october but you know we'll be knee deep in halloween season so people can uh can load up on all the scream episodes and Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, whatever yeah. you have after that. Yeah, I'll make sure there's a link to uh 
the show in the in the oh, description. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, the, both the video and the audio podcast version. Um, but yeah. I'll make sure there's a link in my copy of the Legend of Zelda. And a link to the Amazon <laughs> uh, page for Leprechaun Floor in Space. Yeah. <laughs> I will do no such thing. I will do neither of these things. I, I had, no. <laughs> Was enough that was my condition. You signed the contract <laughs> for me to appear on the show. If I knew you were a leprechaun fan, I would not have had you on the show. I'll tell you that right now. You know, I told you there's more of us than you think. <laughs> there's dozens of us. <laughs> oh, man. Seven plus billion people on the planet, and I find another leprechaun fan. Like, what the <laughs> hell? All right. Um... He went to the hood twice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he went back to the hood. This this has been a Screws After Midnight special, uh, of course, by usual rigmarole for, for Farisha here. Uh, if you liked everything, like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications. Uh, you can hit the super thanks button to support the show. You can, of course, go over to patreon.com slash TV and support us on a monthly basis and help keep all the content coming. Uh, please do check out Attack of the Franchise. Um, and, uh, you know, guys on Twitter at Screams Midnight. Uh, that, that about does everything. That's my condensed version anyway. So... <laughs> You know, yeah, nailed down. You went right through it. Yeah. Uh, and be nice in the comments. Um, you know. To Andrew specifically. I mean, you don't have to be nice to us. Yeah. We're used to you being... Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> be friendly Jeez, down there. Place. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's been probably important to note that, you know, October we'll probably do an extra episode. Probably have some fun stuff. Uh, I mean, who knows what we'll do. Maybe we'll do a live stream or something. Uh don't yes. promise things that we can't deliver, Tim. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do one. If, uh, and all those Amazon gift cards you're going to give to people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shut your mouth. No, that's not happening. It's not a thing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they can give me Amazon gift cards if they want. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to argue. Um, but uh, yeah, that is the show. That has been Screws After Midnight, a special episode. Um, so thank you to everyone for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time.